Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. <laughs> Today, our topic is old school Disney and maybe a little bit of new school. Who knows? But yeah, we're talking about some old school Disney movies and and maybe even some shows, too, that we uh, grew up on. And uh, yeah, so let's let's get started. What do we uh, what? All right. Here's my first question. What is the first Disney movie you ever remember watching? Snow White. Wow, you got you were real early. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not that old. No, no, not <laughs> not that you were that old, but you physically you no. started <laughs> mentally is a different. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like that's that's basically one of the earliest animated. Yeah. I think it was that the first. Is the ear- I think earliest. it was the first full length animated movie. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Awesome. So you got started on the OG. Yep. Uh, well, it was either that or uh, Apple Dum- Dumpling Gang. Uh, I think was that a movie or was that a show? Movie. Okay. Cool. It might have been. It might have become a show because that seems to be Disney's mo. Right. All right. Yeah. I don't. We'll we'll have to look that up. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what about you, Caleb? The first one I remember watching was Beauty and the Beast. Nice. Mm, nice. I grew nice. up with all of the ones that all three of us grew up with, but the first one I have clear memories of was Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So mine's kind of funny because like I feel like I've watched I watched other ones before this definitely, but the first one I remember fully watching was uh lion king because it was uh it was one that um my my dad had brought home on vhs uh and it was like the first disney movie that i remember ever owning and it's like yes lion king yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was like i don't don't even remember it was i think 1996 Uh, probably somewhere around there 94 or 96 or something like that. Yeah. So I was, I was really young, <laughs> but I was just like, yes. Nice. Um, but yeah. Um, so it was Apple Dumpling Gang was two movies. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Apple Dumpling Gang and the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. Yeah. Remind me again. Is that the one that has like, oh no, that's, that's something else. Never mind. I was thinking of, um, uh, Mr. Toad and Mr. oh shoot, uh, Ichabod, yeah, uh, um, uh, American Sketchbook. Sorry, sorry, book, not movie. Um, <laughs> crap, it, it's something Ichabod and Mr. Toad, the, the tale of of um, Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad, yeah, yeah. okay, or, or the tales of, yeah, either way, yeah, yeah, Old we're we're real good at remembering this stuff. Uh, yeah, we're probably still wrong. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, does it help that it's like Wednesday on recording and it's already been a full week for us? Yeah. Actually, so. <laughs> yeah. Some of this is definitely getting edited out. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. David, so, you said you had some questions. <laughs> yes, I do actually. So you, you're actually prepared. So well, it, yeah, that's a stretch <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> um. So, 
I've got a lot of friends who are deeply into Disney. Um, Me and, included. Uh, <laughs> you're on the tame side. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you, you and Ariel both are on the tame side. Okay. Um. So, when I say they're really into Disney, I mean yearly trips to see what's new at the parks, both parks. Wow. Uh, family goal is to visit each of the Disney World parks across the world. Nice. Typically does a Disney cruise once a year. That's sort of into Disney. Wow. Um. Frankly, they scare me. <laughs> <laughs> of I course they them, would scare you. But they scare me. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they'll talk about the different eras of Disney. Yeah. And I will say I actually have, which might come as a shock to you all, I actually do have some fond, fond memories of Disney products, of Disney entertainment, of yeah. actually going to the parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the one park I've only been to, which I always get Disney World and Disneyland confused. The one in Florida. Disney World is in is in Florida. Disneyland is in California. Got it. Okay. Um, so I've actually been enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, massive shock to me to know that they technically own the rights to uh, Twilight Zone. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but uh, one thing they'll talk about is like the Silver Age, the Golden Age, the the Princess Age, which I think is whenever we were growing up was during the Princess era. Yeah. Um, I would I would argue that the it was overlapped with Golden Age. Okay. If if I'm thinking of it correctly. Okay. Um. Yeah. So if you could just give a primer on that, if y'all could collaboratively give a primer on like what are the different ages of Disney and how they've progressed as a storytelling company. Okay. Uh, I guess my, my thoughts on that um, from what I know, I'm obviously not that deeply delved into it, but I know some, at least Uh, I would say the silver age of Disney would probably be in that snow white era. Okay. Um, so whenever the animation was starting to be a, a bigger thing, right, for right. Um, and I could be very wrong about that. It, that might have started the golden age because it was, um, it was like the 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 height of um, of animation at the time. I feel like, um, and so it went into you know, uh, it was Snow White. It was uh, so. Oh yeah, go ahead. He according actually looked to, it up. So, <laughs> according to this website, so like this may not be accurate. This is just what I was able to find on a quick Google search. It's the Golden Age started in 1937, and it counts Snow White, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi, and Pinocchio. Okay. okay. So okay, it was so their initial was after then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Golden Age was kind of their initial retel- initial attempt at retelling the grand famous grand. stories yeah. for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so. This website actually has several, more than just the gold and silver and princess. So it has, uh, the next one is the wartime era, which is the three caballeros okay. and adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Okay. And then, oh, yeah. we were close. Yep. Then it goes into the silver age. <laughs> oh, okay. Which is what we grew up with, right? Yeah. Uh, that The silver age in the 50s. Uh, oh, in the 50s. Okay. Never mind. Going back. <laughs> we're not that old. So nope. Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan. Okay. So it's the ones we grew up with, but it was the ones that came out before we right. were born. And Sleeping Beauty and 101 <laughs> Dalmatians. Okay. Wait, when was 101 Dalmatians? That was like late 70s, I think. 
No way. Like mid late seventies, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. How did I know that and you didn't? <laughs> well, you have more more I, knowledge I have more of, of the older ones than, true. than I like. Maybe not than I do, but so you the know. animated one hundred one Dalmatians was nineteen sixty one. Oh wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah. Dang. Okay, so those yeah. those ones definitely came out a lot earlier than I I even realized. Yeah. Um. Obviously, like I definitely grew up watching those because they were the classic, classic, classic Disney. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and and frankly, I'm sorry. Who can forget the the opening for Robin Hood? Oh yeah. <laughs> It's funny you say that. I just scrolled to that one, and that one is classified as part of the Bronze Age. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that is there's, great. There's a lot of like, they, there's more than just a couple. So on this one, I I think a lot of what separates them is the um the animation style. Yeah, yeah, because it was a lot of very much hand drawn, mm-hmm. like almost flip page. Yeah, version but, of animation if memory um, serves they were the first to kind of invent the idea of of panel animation where it's it's more of you have a it, it was shoot hang on <laughs> i'm forgetting the it's not chuck taylor Dang, he did the, the, the shoes yeah <laughs> chuck jones that's the only thing i okay. um uh, i want to say it was between uh he and uh, chuck jones and disney came up with these the, uh, effectively what different ways of doing light box animation mm-hmm. where you'll have your background and then you'll just animate in clear cellophane frames building up from that. Yeah. They, they came about it around the same time if memory serves. Um, and, uh, but they, they came about it different ways around the same time. Yeah. There we go. Finally got that out. The way I intended it to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> but both, I mean, th- there was a bit of a renaissance in animation at that time. As we were going from animation being more of the, hey, we don't actually have the, the manpower to get full paid actors here to do this short, to do this inf- uh, this inf- this PSA, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, because a lot of it was like the, the cartoons before movies. Yeah. Like it, it, the it, very it was, short little yeah. things. Before Disney got a hand, got their hands on it. Yeah, um, pretty much. But yeah, so it was the the, the wartime updates, the buy bail bonds type stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I mean, Gonna lots saw of Hitler in the mouth. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, I think that probably was one of them, and probably was a Chuck Jones one too. Uh, that or Tex Avery one. It um, was Captain America. Come on. <laughs> Which is also Disney. Now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, that does kind of get into my next point a little bit. And pardon me for building that segue in. <laughs> All good. But um, one thing that I can absolutely appreciate old school Disney for was their their spirit of, of innovation mm-hmm. and push pushing the limits of what people thought one could do with nothing but their imagination. Yeah. Or ways of expressing imagination. So, I mean, we saw that style of light bo- of light box animation um the creation of ilm um the what is it industrial light and magic yeah something yeah. like that yeah. yeah the creation of ilm with steven spielberg much later on um but the uh uh the pushes that they made to to the entertainment industry that carries over into multiple 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 areas yeah 
Um, so not just media anymore. I mean, ILM also has, I think like medical style contracts now for prosthetics. So like as, as an entity, as a, as a company, they, they were known for their creativity and Mm -hmm. encouraging that creativity. Um, so what, what are some other innovations that y'all think that uh, Disney has made that are sometimes overlooked? I think, uh, Funny thing is that the one that immediately comes to mind, and I can't remember exactly what movie it is or like what the character was or anything, but there was a a particular animation style that allowed them to do uh, different um, poses um, with like the the head and the mouth at the same time Hmm. where... um, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but like before this point, they were only able to do certain mouth movements while the move, uh, the head was moving. Mm. And so they, they updated it to be where the mouth and the head could be moving simultaneously. Um, okay. So you have two expressions of movement happening concurrently. Right. Okay. So that, I think that kind of translated itself into more of that digital age of, of Disney as well, where like, they had that innovation of okay this can uh, this is possible so what else is possible with uh being able to animate in different ways right um as for like extra animation um like other than animation stuff i i'm not quite sure okay um obviously with like the disney parks and stuff they have all the you know <coughs> excuse me all the the rides and such that have been updated throughout the years and yeah. obviously some haven't been updated <laughs> <laughs> last time I went was, uh, uh, two years ago. And there was like, like people were complaining. They're like, yeah, the, the, the old rides have not been updated at all, <laughs> but the new ones are cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, amusement parks, I feel like are, like, ginormous innovation on their part because i feel like every other amusement park is trying to be disney <laughs> i, I <laughs> think it's a business goal yeah 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 so okay i can see that caleb do you have any thoughts on that i was trying to like look up some solid ones just to get a better idea of some of the stuff that <clears throat> would really like stand out for that and like the one that stood out to me was with some of these movies that i don't feel like get the same love and attention that some of the other Disney movies do, but they still like really stood out, especially for me was more the deep canvas style, specifically with movies like Tarzan and Atlantis, Mm. Mm -hmm. like the, just the style and the way that they did those with just, again, bringing in an entirely new uh, animation format and whatnot. I think that style, like even though there's not a ton of movies that they use that specific style on, they worked really well. And those are movies that do have, a pretty large following even again, even though again, they don't get that same like attention as a lot of the other ones we grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like even those were still, um, uh, hand drawn to an extent, Mm. um, which is cool because I think they, they blended it very well Yeah, because it was, it was blending the, the ideas Mm. of, traditional and and, digital yeah exactly right exactly and that's like kind of how it was described here was just that 
uh, fully blending the CGI effects with characters with the traditional hand-drawn animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can still kind of see the lines moving, like, uh, like it, it's still still digital, but like it it moves in a certain way when it's that flip style, you know? Right. But it's still CGI. Yeah, and it's. It, it's fun. I love yeah. it. <laughs> okay, so remind me again, is Treasure Planet on that list as well? Yes. Okay, yes. perfect. Treasure those... Planet, Atlantis, and Tarzan. Yeah. So those and three. Think, wouldn't Lilo and Stitch also be on that? It's around it's the same time. More of a modern. More modern. That was okay. a different animation yeah. style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but those those three specifically, though. Like, yeah. Tarzan, not as much, I feel like. That was like, kind of still their first amazing, dabble but, with it. Yeah. Whereas the other two were like, okay, we're really going to use this to its fullest extent and see what we can yeah. do. Gotcha. Yeah, and there are very similar styles mm-hmm. in, in the animation and the drawing yep. that were just like, they do not get the love that they, they deserve. They Agreed. need... They need yeah. All three of those are just so <laughs> so good and like have a special place in my heart. And I know yeah. that like I'm not the only one that feels that way, but for whatever reason, those three just don't get talked about a lot yeah. like yeah. the others do. Well, of those three, Tarzan is probably the most known. Um, yeah, of course. Because I, I, I remember distinctly that um, Atlantis did not do well uh, theatrically. Yeah. Which is disappointing. Uh, well, it, oh, it's it, good. it was yeah. a great story. It was original. Um, the character design, the animation, the mm-hmm. world, like all of it was done really, really well. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, the on the note of them not getting the love that they, they deserve, what are your guys' thoughts on whether or not they do a live action of any of them? No. You don't think so? I so I'm the better one of the group when it comes to an, the live action adaptations. Yeah. I just don't want to see live action adaptations, okay. period. Yeah. And so I'm not the best one to ask on that one. <laughs> I've only seen two of the live action adaptations and I have no intention of changing that. Okay. And those two were Tarzan and Jungle Book. Enjoyed both of those, but the other See, ones I just have no intention of seeing. Tarzan, I don't feel like was a live action adaptation, though. It was a completely different story. It was a completely different. Well, it was more a spiritual sequel. Yeah. In a way. Kind I mean, it of, wasn't yeah. really like a live action adaptation. Well, it, it was a live action adaptation with the characters with a very different and unique story. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought that that one was done really well, which granted the cast was phenomenal yeah. on that movie. Like of they course. had an incredible cast for that one. Um, but we just see it, it feels like they typically lose the spirit of what made the original movie so successful. And so important to so many people when they try to do the live action adaptation. And that's my issue with the live action adaptations and that it just feels like the soul of them is gone. Yeah. And it's just it it feels like they're just doing it because they want to make money. Mm -hmm. And there's not really that intentionality and purpose. And we want to make something good. Yeah. Yeah. Like whenever I think of when I think of, of Disney fondly, I think of a company that is not as I stated previously a company that's not afraid to kind of push that envelope and kind of try something new mm-hmm. and so whenever i see them resorting to just oh we're making live uh, live action adaptation to echo on to caleb's thoughts it's it's one of those things where, like you're, you're killing half the charm of that story yeah um and because that, like, the way we were yeah the way we remember it is through done. the animation right exactly and there's some things that i think they can do well in live action 
But, I mean, we've already seen just Disney as a whole, some of the issues they've had with CGI over the past four or five years. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, that alone, I think, is is a big part of it. It's it's become this cash grab mm-hmm. with the, li- the live action adaptations and with some of the more recent animated movies as well. Because, like, even if we look at some of the more recent animated movies, it just, like, there's really very few that still have the same, like, feel yeah. to them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the last animated Disney movie I saw, or I remember seeing, and I mean traditional animation, or traditional appearing. Yeah. Um, The story was, I would argue, not great for kids. It it was a fun story, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to name it, but I I personally don't think that it's one that would be great for kids, just due to some of the content. Um, Older kids, sure, like, um, junior high teens, sure, go for it. Yeah, but for the traditional audience that most people would think of when they think of a Disney animated film, no. Hmm. Um, and it it seems like they're, it seems like they're trying to grow their medium with that core audience of maybe our age group. Yeah, and maybe a little bit younger, but they're doing it in all the wrong ways. Mm. Yeah, uh, which is really disappointing to see. No. So, I mean, yeah, for those of y'all listening, I get tons of crap for being the Disney downer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you will continue to get uh, I'm crap sure, for it. I, I expect well, nothing I am less. pretty pessimistic with Disney. <laughs> I also give David a lot of crap. <laughs> yes, you do. And I, I, I expect nothing different from y'all, to be honest. Because some of it, yes, it's pointedly like, dude, get over yourself. <laughs> um. <laughs> but I'm sitting here like while you guys are talking about this going, okay, this is supposed to be like a, a fun topic about Disney. And then we're like, well, Disney sucks. <laughs> like, no, 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 one no said that. that does not. Suck. No one said that. <laughs> so, no one said that. All I said was, I'm not a fan of the live action. No, I, know, I, know. I never said Disney sucks. Yes. And admittedly, yes, I, w- I was getting close to that, but hear me out. <laughs> I think where the majority of my disappointment comes from is where I started to see that shift in Disney was around that same time. I started to realize, um, the, the, the importance of, of creativity and originality. Mm. And when I started to see that shift in Disney, it was so apparent. Yeah. I'm like, y'all aren't doing anything new anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If y'all are, it's only on the technical side, which you're not showing off well, because there's no good story yeah. to, pa- to pair with it yeah. beyond what you've already done. And like, and so it's more of a disappointment of yeah. y'all could have done so much more. Yeah. It's like anyway, kind of that moment of I'll get like off that one. having to <laughs> kind of like stop looking at it through the nostalgia glasses mm-hmm. and kind of like really take a step back, I guess. Cause it's like, if I look at it, like as far as the animated movies are concerned, there's very few animated movies that Disney has released that I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Disney typically does really well with the animated movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like, even as a grown adult in my thirties, I still buy almost all of the Disney <laughs> movies, animated <laughs> movies. So it's like, clearly they stand out to me and they're yeah. like something that I enjoy. Um, but as far as like the live action adaptations, it's just, there's so much of that spirit in the animated movie that you just can't get yeah, in a yep. live action setting. And it's just using Tarzan, Peter Pan, Little Mermaid, Lion King, Aladdin, Beauty like, and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast. Like there's, there's just, which I would argue is probably one of the better of the live action adaptations. I, didn't I, s- I fully agree. Yeah. Like 
And, and like even coming from the person that like enjoyed both Tarzan and Jungle Book, as fun as those movies were, they didn't have that magic that the animated movies mm-hmm. had. So yeah, I will kind of throw Dude. in my my argument here um, with the live action because I I, I will agree that. 99% of them <laughs> have like, they don't have that same emotion of like, like the actors not putting the same emotion into the the songs as, as the original actors did. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like you said, well, like that same soul is kind of gone. So like when you look at the stories of some of them, like it makes sense in an animated setting because we know that's not real. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. with Little Mermaid, for example, like the story of like her wanting to leave the ocean and basically leaving behind everything she's ever known. You don't really like you. It obviously makes no sense in an animated setting, but you're still like enjoying it and like engaged and like the characters. Yeah. In the live action setting, it just doesn't have that like. It, I don't know. It almost just feels like worse. It's just like. No, no real <laughs> yeah. person would do that. And so, like, I guess for me, what it comes down to is the live action almost takes away some of that escapism, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I fully, I fully agree. Uh, okay, I don't fully agree. I agree <laughs> to an extent because you understand. But yes, <laughs> I understand. Um, I, I will argue the only reason that I, I like them, um, other than like you said with beauty and the beast i felt like that was one of the best ones that they made and sitting in that theater when it first came out and hearing the music for that first time i almost cried because it was so nostalgic yeah like just hearing that music and then getting to some of those songs where it was just like okay this is what it should be i feel like and yes there were some moments in there that were like okay they shouldn't have put that in or they should have had a little bit more of an emotion to that. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) one of my least favorite parts about that movie was, um, in Gaston's, uh, song about, uh, killing the beast. There's this, there's one line where in the animated film, uh, he yells it out, but in the live action one, he sings it instead. And it's just like, okay, you just killed that mood, Mm -hmm. right? Just, Ugh. Yeah, but yeah. everything else about that movie, I felt like was just like hitting those moments of like, OK, yeah, this is nostalgic. That's kind of where part of the issue that I have is like it it, tr- it seems like they try to put a little bit more of a realistic spin mm-hmm. on the live action adaptations, even though it's like it's fantastical. We know that this isn't. Yeah, real. right. Um, but they do tend to try and put a little bit more of that real spin, whereas like with the animated movies, like. I know I'm not going to fly. I know I'm right. not going to fight a pirate <laughs> on Neverland. Like, I know I'm not going to do all of these things, but it's just, it's that magic and that captivation. Yeah. Whereas like, you don't feel that because they do try to put a little bit more of a realistic spin, mm-hmm. which I guess is kind of like that same comparison with the different Batman movies where it's like Christopher Nolan goes the realistic route or right. more realistic route. Whereas previously that wasn't the case. And yeah. so it's like, I guess that's kind of where my issue is. It's like, I don't want to see realism in a fantasy realm mm-hmm. or in a, in a movie like that's a fantastical movie that isn't is clearly not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Fully agree there. Yep. I, I like escapism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
So again, though, I, I will argue that I do want to see a live action of um, uh, Atlantis. I, I, I know you guys don't agree with that, but I want to see it. If for nothing else but to give to give that story a shot at being heard in a yeah, what am I trying to say here? If for nothing else, I will agree. Reaching a broader audience. Maybe. Yeah. Allowing that now that people have been able to go back and look at that again and, and realize like, following oh, yeah. wh- why did we ignore this back then? Mm-hmm. And then now we can actually get that story, that crafting that they put into the original storyline could actually get the following. It deserves. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, definitely. Not only that, but and <laughs> I might get some crap for this as well, but. I mean, I, you I are feel the like, optimist of the group. Yes, Tom, of course. <laughs> a pessimist and just a straight up Disney haters. So. Yeah. I, I feel like I've stated my opinion. It's, it, it's not that I hate the company. It's I don't like what they're doing now. Right. <laughs> yeah. But my thing is about Atlantis is I feel like Tom Holland and Zendaya could do really well in, in the role of, <laughs> of Milo and, and Karakash. That actually would. That would be well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've seen I've seen that. concept art of it, and I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. That would be incredible. <laughs> yes, I was actually trying to think of like potential casting if they did go the live action route for that one, and I wasn't thinking of any. And then you said that, and I was like, okay, well, there it is. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> the concept art alone, if you look it up, just oh, so cool. <laughs> but um, but I feel like Treasure Planet though, like Treasure I feel Planet's like that could be cool. Like that one almost gets less respect than Atlantis does for whatever whatever reason. reason. And it's a great, it's a great reimagine. Okay. The common gripe that you'll hear a lot of anti Disney folks, and I'm putting that in air quotes is they can't tell someone else's story. Well, Mm. and they, it, it is true. They consistently put their own spin on something. Yeah. Treasure Planet is where they did it right. Mm-hmm. Personal opinion, where they say, you know what? We know the core concept. Let's just tweak one major thing. Yeah. But still tell the same story. Mm-hmm. That's how you do a reimagining. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they, I love and, it. And they did a fantastic <laughs> job in that one. Um, and again, I'm not crapping on all the stuff that we grew up with. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I have to keep adding that caveat in here, especially after outing myself for my current views on the company. Oh, but even looking back, it's one of those deals like, hang on, this got me into into reading uh, old folklore. This got me into yeah. reading Grimm's fairy tales. And it's nothing like it. No, it's not. Now, on the bright side, <laughs> modern kids cannot take Grimm's fairy tales. <laughs> I, um, I think that that if they were introduced of, to it younger, true, or maybe not younger, but like introduced to it in a way of like, hey, this is the classic Disney story, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is this is a sanitized version of the story. I want you to hear right uh, for now. <laughs> I mean, so, heck, I know people our age who couldn't who wouldn't be able to stomach some of the Grimster yeah. uh, versions. Let's put it this way. I have been looking at the books at Barnes and Noble, like the like the old classic yeah. ones, and I've been like, I want these not only because of the story, but because of the the cool look of the books. <laughs> I want to build my library, but <laughs> but like, uh, 
I've been looking at those and going, okay, I know these aren't the classic Disney stories, but I want to know them because I, I've watched those, all of those growing up. And now I want to know the original story. Like you said, right. like it got you interested in those. But now that I'm like kind of more into that fantasy mode of things like playing D and D and stuff like that, <laughs> yep. like it gets my mind more interested in, in that because I know it's different, but it's the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and so on that note, funny bit of trivia that I don't know if y'all are aware of. Um, part of the reason why there was a big stink whenever Disney bought Walden Media. If y'all can remember back, back then. That mm-hmm. was around, I want to say, 2008, 2009? I don't know. Okay. I didn't follow the, the monopoly of Disney. I just follow the... <laughs> Fair enough. The fun. Yeah. I mean, in a way you did, though. <laughs> I followed it in the the fan way, not the the skeptic of <laughs> the, the politics of it. Yeah. So our business part. Of it, funny bit of uh, funny bit of trivia for that. Um, when Disney bought Walden Media, Walden Media had just had and they were at the time a. A subsidiary of Disney. They weren't directly owned by Disney, mm-hmm. but they were still affiliated somehow. Yeah. Um, but like Walden- Sony and Disney right now. Uh- <laughs> oh, God, that's going to be a sad one. But that happens. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> anyway, um, Walden Media had just had their first big breakthrough as an independent film publisher with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Okay. Disney outright buys Walden Media to fully incorporate them into the company so they're no longer affiliated. They are part of Disney. Right. And then they made the second one. Why the stink, though? The Tolkien estate sells the rights to Wingnut Pictures for Lord of the Rings. Okay. And they specify a part in Tolkien's will in commentary to Disney now owning the rights to J.R.R.'s uh, old buddy Lewis's stories. Mm-hmm. He's saying, and what Tolkien put in his will, Disney will never own the film rights to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> or any, to any of my works. I don't remember the verbatim quote, Yeah, but I just thought it was a fun bit of trivia. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I, yeah. I agree to to most of the extent of that that Disney yeah. should not own Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> but neither should Amazon. Honestly, agreed. <laughs> That's agreed. A whole other episode, gentlemen. <laughs> yes, I think we already did that episode. <laughs> yes, mostly. Oh, <laughs> um, anyway. So I I, yeah, I think it's kind of comical comical how how large that aspect of Disney has gotten. Or mm-hmm. how how well known or how infamous, I guess, that aspect of Disney has gotten where it's like, okay, you're going to modify the story for your own ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in Disney's credit, most of us will remember, as you're hit- hitting at, we will remember the, the key storyline of Lion King. Mm-hmm. We will remember the key storyline of Little Mermaid. Even though we know these are not the original tellings of these stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want Lion King, go back to, uh, what was it, uh, the white, uh, white Lion, or Kimba, uh, Kimba the White Lion, and 
Um, Hamlet. Right. There's the original story. Yep. Just thrown together in a blender. I mean, you want Little Mermaid, you got Grimm's and it's is Grimm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, we have seen a lot of adaptations from Disney that did work really well. Like True. if we look at everything Marvel pre phase four, those stories were done really well. Those were different adaptations. There was a few misses, obviously <laughs> Iron Man three. Uh, <laughs> there were still a lot of things that were done under the Disney Marvel umbrella that were unique and different adaptations, but still worked and right. had a good cohesive story. Yeah. Uh, and then taking they, hints from the comic books right. and kind of going, okay, let's make a, a, a different story, but still has some feeling to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I will ask this question to y'all both as somewhat fans, because I'm addressing both of y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where do y'all think y'all saw a shift in the way Disney and Disney was producing films and stories? Mm. In in what way? Like uh, yeah, a little more context. So it can be in uh, where there was a massive shift in your perspective in their in what Story, they were releasing. Like storyline or it can like be in overall storylines. Um, in like oh that came out of left field. What were y'all doing? So something where 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 Disney threw you for a loop, good or bad? Yeah, I know my previous example was more on the bad, but. <laughs> bias anyway <laughs> yeah i i feel like obviously when when they okay yeah i'm trying to think of like the right i'm trying to like process make yeah. sure i got it written down right yeah because like for the good i feel like when they started with toy story um okay. I, so, so whenever like, when pixar, pixar was still yeah. independent yeah basically like when they started making those storylines, they were more original storylines and building on those. Yeah. Um, I think for, I think for the bad, um, I, I feel like when they started going political, um, definitely like, I'm not going to go into the, the politics of it, but when they started and I don't even remember what movie started at all, but like, when they started making the stories to tell a political story rather than yeah. a fun Just kid story. People. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I would agree with that. For my example, I guess I'll go a little bit of a different route. And when it was, when they started really doubling down on like sequels to movies, because mm. it stopped being as like, Oh, this was well, six. Well, so there, there's a lot of older Disney movies that had sequels, but a lot of those were like direct to DVD, direct or, to DVD or yeah. VHS. Pardon or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's like, it was still something fun and entertaining, but it was like, okay, it's going to be a while until the next official release comes out so we can do this. And like, I will still argue Aladdin three get deserves more. Oh yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, but it, it was when they really started doubling down as like, Oh, this is a cash cow. We're going to milk this. Yeah. Yep. That was the shift that, I didn't like it was like as soon as Frozen came out and was a success in theaters, they're already like, all right, Frozen 2's in the works. And it's just like, can we just give it a minute? Yeah. Please maybe do another movie and then give it time. We don't have to go the Marvel route and just start pumping out content for the sake of content. Let's yeah. just let it settle 
and see if this phenomenon lasts as long as you think it's going to last. Yeah. I am surprised that they haven't announced any, uh, or at least they didn't announce any, um, uh, sequels to like Zootopia and big hero six and stuff like that. Like, like I'm kind of glad about that because like you said, like as much as I like frozen two, um, I, I do agree that they just kind of went too quick on, on some of these sequels and yeah. it's like, no, let, let's just it's do a like, new story. There's nothing yeah. wrong with the sequel. If you do a few things, right. One, you give the first one time to kind of settle mm-hmm. and let the population get to the point where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm ready for another one. Yeah. Incredible. And, and yes, bingo. Exactly. I, I well, that, that was a little prolonged. That was, yeah, I was probably, that was too, that long, is too long. Yes. Um, but it was, it was a good wait to be like, okay, we're all excited about this now. That was one of those where it somehow managed to surpass the hype. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I know I, for one, was very nervous going into it because I was like, yeah. okay, Incredibles <laughs> 1 is Classic. pun intended, incredible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and much like the little kid on the tricycle, we were wait- we waited for something amazing, we guessed, <laughs> and we got it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so like that that's kind of my gripe is just that there's just so many sequels that just feel like they were just there to try and get money. Yeah. And it's like and there's there are some good sequels, don't get me wrong. Like Frozen 2 was more entertaining than I expected. Mm. I mean, I went no to a movie theater <laughs> with a group of 30-year-olds and watched that <laughs> and don't regret it at all. And it was like just a group of adults sitting there and all of the kids looking around like, "Why are they here?" <laughs> um <laughs> So like that's, I didn't. Oh man, that's the thing I love about Disney though, is like, like the three of us, like excluding it, 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 somewhat David, but like to well, an extent he David goes for the social. We kind yeah, of I go for the social. social. Oh, hey, hey. Onward was phenomenal. Yes, Onward was amazing. Yeah, um, but like we can as thirty year old, thirty something year old people. Like, Young men of a certain age. Yeah. <laughs> we can go out and we can watch these cartoons mm-hmm. and nobody bats an eye, really. Yeah. Because yeah. you expect it from us. Because it's like <laughs> we grew up on Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's still just that like mindset. Of, it's, it's kind of like my same gripe with Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's just like just start pumping out content. Yeah. And we see that visible dip in quality, mm-hmm. which yeah. we saw with phase four of Marvel. And then we've seen that with some Disney sequels as well. It's like Lion King two. not Yeah. Good. No. Lion King 1.5 or whatever it was. No. Not good. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> but like there and there again, there are some sequels that were very good, but then there's others. It's just like, OK, I see what you were doing. Even the re-release of Lion King one with with the extra song. Yeah, I was like, was, come on, why'd yeah. you ruin the original? They, they pulled the George Lucas and threw in a random song that just didn't need to be there. Yeah, <laughs> young Anakin. Yeah, oh. <laughs> midichlorians. So, so uh, that would be to answer your question, David. That would be my gripe: is just those sequels, the yeah. unnecessary sequels. Yeah. So I'll throw out a question for you guys: What were Say two or three of your favorite Disney movies growing up as kids. Ugh. Just two or three. Oof. <laughs> I'll start it off because I definitely completely caught you guys off guard. <laughs> that one. No, uh, you're good. Go for it. So like my top 
for me has always been Aladdin and mm-hmm. it will always be Aladdin. Like that one is just, I love that one so much. There's not much that makes me emotional these days. I still get emotional watching Aladdin. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I watched it today <laughs> and freaking got <laughs> emotional when, when, uh, uh, Aladdin set genie free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, there's just right in the feels for that movie. And it's, it's yeah. probably just the member berries with the nostalgia, but like there's very much that like connection there for me. So like yeah. that one's absolutely my top one. Remember berries. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quartering quote. Okay. <laughs> so, um, number two, probably go beauty and the beast i think Mm -hmm. because that one's another one that's like a classic from childhood and like a lot of the nostalgic tie to it i don't get that same emotional tie to that one as i do aladdin but it is still a big one for me yeah oh man third probably have to go lion king i think Mm. Mm. it's like really they're all three from my childhood yeah three that i watched the most from my childhood so yep yeah I'm sure I remember we, we had to, oh, I remember what it was now. It was funny, like, the, I really enjoy Pocahontas, but that was the only original Disney movie that we didn't own growing up. And so I didn't get yeah. to watch that one very often growing <laughs> up. But, like, I do know that was really good. If yeah. I if we had owned it, that might be a little bit higher up on the list. For yeah, me, but that makes nope. sense. For me, number one is, is and still is, so was and still is, whatever. Number one for me is um, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Hands down. Um, and a fairly close second would be The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yep. It's a classic. And that is a a, a yeah. surprise, but also makes is sense. Is it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a surprising one to, to hear. But, but then, not from me. Yeah, but then as soon as I think about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. And then number three would be uh, Rescuers Down Under. Yes. Okay. That's All my right. number four. So <laughs> I'm glad yes. you see that one. My number four is the Rescuers, so. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's another one that, like, I don't feel like gets as much yeah. love. Is just, like, they're great movies, and there are a lot of people that like them, but they're kind of in that same class as, like, Atlantis and... Um, Treasure Planet that's like they don't get talked about in the same way that a lot of the others do yeah, yeah. and uh, I think I think the real charm with a lot of that earlier animation was they put stuff in for the parents as well mm-hmm. but it was intentionally a, a film that was meant to tell a story with purpose yeah it and it's not to say Disney isn't doing that now but it is to say that it's it's a purpose everyone can get behind regardless of all the other fluff it's genuinely just like, no, sometimes you're going to have to step out and do that hard thing. Mm. But in the end, doing the hard thing is its own reward. Yeah. Because it's not just helping you, it's helping someone else. Mm. Stuff like that is stuff that everyone can get behind. And they're kind of going, and it, it seems like they're not telling that story as well, or they're not telling that point as well as they used to. Yeah. And it used to be one of those consistent themes in their stories. So, anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the hilarious thing is my list is almost exactly like yours, Caleb. <laughs> Just flipped. Uh, I think Beauty and the Beast is number one. Aladdin is number two. And Lion King is number three. Because, like, Beauty and the Beast, I can almost sing every song by heart. Uh, like, I, I sing it to my son 
I sing the songs to my son all the all the time. Whole new world is another one that I sing, but like just ugh. be our guest is one that for some reason that's the one that always comes to mind when I <laughs> sing to to him, and it's just like okay, Beauty and the Beast, and again that music, yeah, oh, the music yes. is just it's it so hits. good. I will say that like my old roommate Tyler has kind of somewhat quote unquote ruined my perspective on a few of the Disney songs just oh, because really? he made more of like a spoof version of those songs. Uh-huh. And now that is the version of the songs I hear. Even oh, no. the movie, like, Dang it, Tyler. <laughs> it's kind of like what, uh, m- my siblings and I did with, uh, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh, For no. some reason, what, like we watched it one Christmas and we had this tradition where we stay up all night on Christmas Eve. And <laughs> so we would do this thing where, uh, for the songs in it, we would replace one of the word words in the lyrics with the word beer. <laughs> so like, so like when the love is gone is when, when the beer is gone. <laughs> and so like it, it just, that every time I hear those songs, that's all I hear. So yeah. Same it's thing, like but. for me with the Tyler change no one works like Gaston to no one twerks like Gaston <laughs> <laughs> so like it's just yes but is it true <laughs> I mean there's no one no one's disputing it I'm just saying <laughs> I can't hear that song in any other way now yeah yeah I mean the one that gets me is no one bites like Gaston so it's like in a wrestling match no one bites like what <laughs> Sounds it, like it no does one kinda, cheats like Gaston. Right, exactly. I was about to say, it, it, it's no one's quite as underhanded as Gaston. Yeah. <laughs> Which they kind of allude to in the live action, yeah. too. It was like uh, something about, uh, I sneak up on my prey and I shoot from behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely those three, those three are my... There's so many more. It's that really make... hard to narrow yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah. but that's I... why I did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say number five for me would have been Atlantis. Mm. Solid. Yeah, I mean, if we were going top ten, I'd have. Oh yeah, I'd have a whole list. But like, yeah, I would have to say. Honestly, I think Lilo and Stitch would be number five for me. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Really, that is a good one. It's funny when you mention Pocahontas too. Like, uh. You said it would be higher on the list if you had owned it. Honestly, for me, it wouldn't because like I like the story. I like the movie. Mm-hmm. I like the story, but it's it just doesn't hit as well for, as some of the other the ones. The reason I say this, I'm not as familiar with the story for that one because mm-hmm. since we didn't own it, I only ever got to watch it if we were watching it at a friend's house that right. happened to own it. And so I've only seen that movie two, maybe three times, mm-hmm. whereas like a lot of the other ones. I watch constantly. So yeah. like that's, that's why I said that it's, it's not like it's partly just not remembering the story fully. Right. And thinking yeah. like if I understood the story a little bit better or remembered the story better then I might place it a little bit differently. on the Right. List. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I just happened to think about it. And I was like, yeah, number four would be little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not put little mermaid on there. Cause my wife's name is Ariel. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yep. So top four, we're good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. So I right, thank y'all for entertaining me on the more, cr- I, I guess that is pr- kind of the more critical question 
and critical it, and technical, it, it, I would I would say. Yeah. In hindsight, that question definitely sounds a lot more pointed and kind of shows my bias a little bit more. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, I think I think adding that extra perspective. <laughs> I think adding that extra perspective to it is is good because yeah. it doesn't doesn't mean we're all you know on the same page all the time, <laughs> right? Exactly, <laughs> but. Just because you're wrong, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's been kind of the setup of this whole podcast. Yeah. Is just all three of us have very different perspectives. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of things we like the, of the same thing, but then there's some things that are just like, why do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, I think there's one awesome thing that, and it goes back into why we started this entire thing was each of us can has found a way to respect the way y'all that uh, the others re- enjoy something. Yeah. And it's not just respecting that thing, it's still holding our own view but being able to look at our, our friend and say, "Oh, I know they enjoy this thing and that's what makes it it's part of what explains them." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it defines you because it's ancillary to you, it's external to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. But it explains some of the the ways that we think and and, and express reason and express. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah, um, and and I will say that some of the things we can whittle each other down on and and be like, <laughs> you may not be a fan right now, but you might be later. <laughs> and then there's just a pure spite of not becoming the fan in some cases. <laughs> Uh, yes, but that's the grumps of the group. <laughs> that's two of the three of us. I know. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I mean, there are some things that you guys have and I was mentioned. trying to make a self-effacing pun on that one, but okay. <laughs> there have been some things that you guys mentioned that I'm like, I'll give it a try or something. And yeah. Like I may not like it, but I'll give it a try. Yeah, like John Wick, like. I've given John Wick a try. Exactly I my point. Don't particularly care for it. Uh, uh, exactly my point. As you said to David, it's okay to be wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, yeah. How many places can you have John Wick and Disney brought up in the same statement? Right. <laughs> <laughs> brought up in the same paragraph. Yeah, fair. Fair. <laughs> All right, David. Did you have any other questions that that we can answer for you or? Um, so outside of film, what are some things that y'all appreciate about Disney? Galaxy's Edge. Oh, heck yeah. Dive right (laughs) in on that one. (laughs) It's like, there's, I'm not a theme park person. I don't ride roller coasters. Like I like water parks, but that's like kind of the extent of it. But I love Galaxy's Edge. I 100% intend to go back and build another lightsaber oh, yeah. at some point in the future. And like, Definitely. I just, really think we need to go experience. together. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so much fun. Like the whole experience with it and just the scenery, the the sound effects going around you. And like, I would debate building a lightsaber if y'all went. It'd be a if fun we experience went. with all three yeah. of us. Yeah. For the three of us to go in, that would be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be a memory, man. Just like <laughs> just the whole aesthetic of Galaxy's Edge with the way that they've got the speakers positioned. So it's like it actually Meow. sounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got the Doppler effect with speeders flying overhead and nice. stuff. And it's just like such a unique effect. And it's like it was fun watching my at the time two year old nephew 
walking around and every time that happened he's like oh what where was yeah. that <laughs> so it's like yeah that that just the whole experience with galaxy's edge like i've only had the opportunity to go to disney twice the first time was not a bad experience but not really a great experience either mm-hmm. the second time was just night and day difference for me yeah nice the for me the it's funny because i was gonna say disney disney world was definitely that that height of it because it was the first time i'd ever gone in my 30s you know um (laughs) um, but as much as i loved uh building the lightsaber that was definitely like top memory of of going but i will say my favorite ride that i went on was the avatar ride one of the one of the ones that they had for that was you get to actually ride on Mm. one of the the flying uh creature you've never actually seen avatar no i've seen it i just don't remember the 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 thing that makes uh the main guy like holy crap he's actually a good guy it's like, like the really big <laughs> flying creature like yeah they, they can all ride some of the smaller flying creatures but like he was the only one to tame the big one and like that's okay. what he's referring yeah to. gotcha but they actually like they put you on this little like almost a bike kind of thing and they open up a wall and a ginormous screen is there for like several layers of chair of seats. Nice. And it's a whole 3d experience. You put on the glasses and everything. They have a uh, mist spraying in your face. The, the bike thing actually moves in and out like it's breathing. Oh, wow. It's okay. amazing. Yeah. Like I they, went on that thing three times of, in a row. <laughs> they put a lot of money into that ride for sure. I didn't get to ride that one when we went. We basically stayed at Galaxy's Edge and just one of the close, like, attached parts of the park. Yeah. Uh, for a few of the kid rides for my nephew. But uh, so I didn't get to experience that one. And we were also only there for a day. We didn't yeah, go yeah. in for the full week or anything. But I've heard nothing but good things about that ride. Like, you yeah. and three or four other friends of mine have all just praised that ride. Yeah. Yeah, if we get if we end up getting to go, like we need to go park hopper, like that's really the way to go. Just like, go. Yeah, yeah. It, it was funny with the when we went to Galaxy's Edge, we did the Millennium Falcon ride. Yeah, and for that whatever so reason, fun. we decided the two year old was going to be the pilot of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because he doesn't really have a plan. He's just making exactly, it up as he goes. <laughs> that's basically exactly what happened. And so it's like at one point we just see my brother in law like operating like the hyperdrive and stuff and he's just reaching over and trying to help <laughs> my nephew steer and just keeping it in track and he's like my nephew did so bad with the steering that they're like all right we're engaging the uh, tractor beam to bring you in and help you with this landing and it's like Ooh. <laughs> dang no that's pretty bad <laughs> i would have put him on a gun <laughs> we didn't realize just a that the seat was going to be so far back that he'd barely be able to oh, reach it. My gosh. And so like that just that kind of fell on us. And they told us that he was the height that he needed to be for the ride. So it was like, OK, cool. We're good. Yeah. And little did we know that by being the height means he can ride the ride, not pilot the ship. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. but yeah, walking through the uh, like the pre stuff for um, was that the Millennium Falcon where like they had the Hondo Anaka and all of that? Um, I, I honestly don't remember that part, but it's like the, the, it's one of the, it's really the only ride that you actually go inside and you have to like yeah. walk through the walk building. through yeah. like the Imperial like lines and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I will say that's actually one of one of the things that I can still deeply respect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Respect and admire. Good grief. Those two words do not belong <laughs> in the same. Respire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I, I can deeply respect and admire about Disney still is that their uh, their their ability to to make the impossible feasible mm. as an experience. Yeah. Yeah. So hearing you describe the Avatar ride, uh, seeing pictures that y'all sent of the Imperial formations and the hangars and whatnot. Um, and then my own memories of uh, the Tower of Terror ride. The uh, I don't know if y'all if y'all ever went to one of the parks whenever this was still a thing. I want to say at MGM. They had a giant uh, playground uh, inspired after um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, really? Oh. And... That's cool. <laughs> and uh, like those are the memories that stick out where at that point I was getting it. I was at the point where I could t- finally t- discern between this is actual. This is not. This mm-hmm. is fantastical. This is the hard reality of you're not going to be the size of an ant where you can just ride on it. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then being able to go to that part. Wait, you got out of that phase. <laughs> <laughs> When does that happen? That's just a phase. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I still try to open doors with the force, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no, I still do that. <laughs> if you call yourself a Star Wars fan and don't pretend to use the force on the electronic doors, you're not a Star Wars fan. No, you're just a Star Wars NPC. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, one thing that they've always been able to do exceptionally well, even uh, even at the Disney stores, whenever those were still around. Yeah. Was to show off like, yes, we know it's fantasy, but that's what we're selling you is that fantasy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're selling you this idea of your imagination can run wild. Yeah. It's immersive. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. Creative. Yeah. Fully agree. Yep. Uh, and I didn't even think about the Disney stores either, too. Like, yep. going into those yeah, stores was, was just like... instant throwback when you Yeah. That. Yep. <laughs> Seeing, like, the the stuff hanging from the walls that were for the movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just like, okay, we just walked into Disneyland. How did, mm-hmm. how did yeah. that happen? Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, one of, the, one of the rides that still has my rapt attention... Just the mechanics of it, the way they do it. I love special effects. I love practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Mm. Just the way they do it. And the fact that they have two oh, like rooms the- to shoot. Uh, the growing room? Yeah. Yeah. It's two different mechanisms. Uh, it, it's two completely separate mechanisms, even the exact same uh, thought. Yeah. And uh, illusion to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So when you start getting... What I... Basically, to, to summarize, what I love about Disney is their patents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the fact that they actually like they don't hide it; they show off a lot of this stuff. Yeah, you can Google some of this stuff; it's awesome. But well, yeah, because it's like they're like, we own this. You can't do it. So here's what it is. <laughs> but we own this. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the deal. The fact that they they show off that hey, we own this, like you're saying, has actually sparked in a lot of people's minds, especially based on the Haunted Mansion ride, has sparked off these ideas of, okay, that's how they're doing it. How can I do it? Mm. How can I do it and not be in violation of their patents? <laughs> right. <laughs> and people Just are doing it. 20% different. <laughs> uh, I think for parody law, yes. But 
you know, that's different. <laughs> well, no. ish. As Is far it? as I know, for uh, uh, I thought it was like sixty percent copyright. For copyright. Okay. Copyright law is 20% different. Well, copyright okay. and like patent stuff are for like copyright. Oh, uh, yeah. It might be different than, yeah. than patent law. Yeah. Caveat we're not lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm this not smart the, enough. This uh, is a segment of the episode where we pretend like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> I thought that was the episode. <laughs> Depends on the section. I think we're like 60 episodes in and. Uh, <laughs> You've been bamboozled. <laughs> All right, so we'll take our Statler and Waldorf hats off here for a little bit. <laughs> Go! Anyway, uh, but yeah, it's um, it, it's the fact also that they find. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but just the way that uh, they're able to to sh- to come up with ways to make something just fit either right before or right after the uncanny valley so i mean be it a, a, a full room scale pepper's ghost illusion if it's statues that follow you mm. um if it's a room transforming into a fourth dimensional space yeah whatever the case may be or oh by the way you're being shrunk down to go tour inside the blood vessels of this patient <laughs> <laughs> um or, or uh, what was the crash test dummy ride in uh in Epcot? I didn't do any rides in Epcot. Oh, that and also the food in Epcot. Oh. <laughs> Ariel and I had a really hard time finding food there because we're we're picky eaters. So fair. What you were talking about kind of made me think of the um the Peter Pan ride actually too, because it puts you in like flying over London. Oh, nice. And it's just like, oh, that's so cool. I think it's actually somewhat newer. Like, okay. it, it's, I'm sure it's old, but it's. Well, I, I don't remember it. Side. So, you they, do remember it? I don't remember. Oh, you so, don't remember. Okay. So, it's been put in since 2000, uh, 2003. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, But yeah, they, they make it so immersive. Like, the, it's not the mo- like highest quality ride. Obviously, like the Avatar one was freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's literally just like you're in it's a it's a car kind of thing, but I feel like they almost made it like a like a bed style, like you're flying on a bed. Um but yeah, like flying through London, going past Big Ben and like all this other stuff. It's just like oh, <laughs> so cool. Which actually sorry, you saying that reminds me of another Big another ben. classic Disney. Yeah, it's Big Ben. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Big Ben. Big Bend is the state park. In right. Texas. Right. Right. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was I was sitting there like, wait a second, did I say that right? <laughs> One's a clock, one will one will leave you dehydrated. Yeah. Um, when you said Big Ben, I just immediately thought parks under X. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh look, a clock. We don't have that in America. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, but you, you you mentioning the style of that ride does bring up another, in my mind, classic Disney movie, and probably one of the first I remember hearing them getting flack for, even though I was not around for the release. Um, Bedknobs uh, and Broomsticks. Oh yeah, yep, great movie. Um, I honestly do not remember like anything about it, but I remember liking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a fun movie. Yeah. 
And yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those, for me personally, Disney is one of those cases where the nostalgia is worth the payoff mm. to a large extent. But it is also that that nostalgia and how strong it is is what's also helping feed in my mind the, the downfall of it. Mm. Yeah, I can understand that, like wanting to feel that nostalgia, but yeah, not getting it from the new stuff because it's right. new. <laughs> well, not so much that, but because the the new stuff is derivative of the nostalgic stuff, and it's not hitting that. Same I would spot. argue against that with certain things. I, I think it really depends on the movie. Like, for example, Encanto, I feel like was one of the few that really captured that magic for me again. Mm. Whereas, like, I was really engaged in, in the world and the characters and, like, loved the animation and this, yeah. like, banger soundtrack. Like, <laughs> and that was one of those that, like, I, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, this is why I grew up loving Disney. Yeah, I remember now. And and, I, where, and and then there's others. It's like, I agree that there's like, okay, that doesn't really have that. They're not really playing on the nostalgia. Whereas in Canto, it's like, despite being a brand new movie and it being my first time ever watching it, somehow hit in a nostalgic way. Right. So and and all and to to your point, um, Raya, mm, Raya yeah, and the Last Dragon, and um, Zootopia, mm-hmm. both of those. Great films. They're great family films. Yeah. And they're funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and the I, con baby. Yes. <laughs> con, con fu. Con fu baby. Ice him. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, that's the Zootopia one. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that skunk butt rug. <laughs> You come to me on this day, my daughter's wedding. <laughs> the fact that that's just nothing but a very blatant, thinly veiled Godfather reference yeah. is amazing to me. <laughs> is it even thinly veiled? I don't think it's even veiled. <laughs> well, I mean, his daughter wasn't veiled for her wedding, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's like movies like that one and Canto Raya. Like, yeah, they do manage to capture that Disney magic. There's yeah, definitely I will also reason. add Moana to that. Moana was solid. I I, I will. I've only seen one. bits and pieces of it, and and Encanto. I will say that Moana is is on that list because I can put that on multiple times a week to fall asleep to. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if I'm having a hard time falling asleep or whatever, I can put that on. Five minutes, I'm gone. Some people would say falling asleep to the movie would be a counter to your argument. No, no, yes. it, it's. I'm sure people could. But <laughs> looking at you guys, uh, <laughs> but it, it's just that soothing, though. Like it's yeah. the music in it is just, and the water sounds are just like, oh, I feel so relaxed watching this. But then when you put it on when you're awake, it's like. Okay, these are really good songs and really good story. So, yeah. But I mean, it's kind of the point I want to want to leave on at least is I think Disney is at its best when they're trying to do something new with story, not just presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, so that's kind of my 
if people hear nothing else of someone who is pretty openly a Disney grump, mm-hmm. not pretty, blatantly openly, <laughs> blatantly, blatantly. Yeah, I wouldn't say whatever pretty either, but. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You're a handsome guy. <laughs> Just not pretty. I'm a two at best. <laughs> uh, no. Um, but, I mean, if people hear nothing else, if people hear nothing else from a poignant Disney grump, the company can do well. Yeah. As, as an entertainment mogul, as a huge player in that space, they can do well if they focus on their strengths. Yeah. Focus on their strengths and slow down a bit and yes. think about what they're actually putting out. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. If I they, can agree with if that. If they try something new, it will be rewarded. Yeah. So you've heard it here first, go, uh, folks. Try yeah. something new, it will be rewarded. <laughs> Unless it's skydiving and you're not good on first tries. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Any other thoughts before we close? Okay. Well, I think that'll about do it for this episode. Uh, if you guys are enjoying listening, uh, please share with your friends. And uh, we'd love to hear from you from any of our uh, social medias. Uh, two geeks, one noob. Look us up. Bye. Bye.